Thank you for joining us here on this podcast on the University of God. What a special day it is. Yes, Christmas is in the air. And with this time comes the most fundamental question for we as believers. Who is Jesus Christ? And why did he come on earth? As the year is ending, what else is ending? So is our journey through the Bible. And we can see that the Messiah came to fulfill the scriptures to bring us to the kingdom of God. So as students of the University of God, let's ask ourselves some questions about this kingdom. Are you ready for the questions? You're going to answer the questions, Benjamin. I'm going to be asking them. <laughs> so let's go to Luke. Luke 14. Got your Bible there? Go to Luke 14. Well, I know that our students have read the Bible last year in full. It is the second year. By next week, you finish reading the Bible twice. So this is time to check our faith. Examination time. <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, so Luke 14, let's read from verse 16. Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited the many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field. I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and make them come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those men who were invited will get the taste of my banquet. So we have heard the invitation, will you be ready when the Lord shall come? Will you be ready when the kingdom shall come? The kingdom of God can only come to those who are ready and prepared for it. That's why Jesus said always, watch and pray. So, let me refresh your mind when it's time for examination, time for self-examination, to check our faith and our knowledge of the scriptures. Because the Bible said the right knowledge of God set at peace. So, one great king ruling an eternal kingdom because of the unlimited resources of that kingdom, that kingdom can accommodate the whole world. The great king invites those who are willing, take note, those who are willing to come and settle forever in his kingdom with free access to his unlimited resources. So the king sent his son, his own son, on the earth as a witness to foreign kingdoms saying, as you heard in Matthew chapter 6, 
33. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be given to you. Hmm. The access to that kingdom is offered to anyone who meets the conditions. He offers citizenship and an uncommon peace. It means no more war, no more pain, no more hardship, no more sickness, and no more death. Not only is that kingdom eternal, but everyone who enters the kingdom has everlasting life and a home built by God. A life that is full and free. What a wonderful life. There is no need of natural light in that kingdom, for there is no darkness and no more night. So one day, the sun landed in a foreign world with this good news of the kingdom of God. Ah. So I hope you're following this with us. This is a story of our lives. This is a story of our Messiah. And this is the story of the kingdom of God, which is more real than you and I. Many who heard him believed, but many queried the message. Many who found the message hard to believe came to him with their hearts filled with questions. Are you there today with a question in your heart? Let's address those questions. He didn't reject them. He does not mind our doubt as long as we are seeking answers from God in the midst of our doubts. When truth was ignored deliberately, what happened? Jesus remained silent. Mm -hmm. But whenever people hungered for righteousness, he taught them for hours. Yes. So what were the questions that they asked him? And what were his answers? We're going to delve into that today. So take this journey with us. The journey all about the kingdom of God. Are you ready? Let's go. I know that after reading the Bible, you have so many questions to ask to the great king. He answers today through his word by his spirit. So let's start asking the questions. Let's go from the very beginning. What is the name of your kingdom? The kingdom of God. Hmm, the kingdom of God. I would love to go there. Can a car go there? No, no need of a car. <laughs> mm, what about a boat? <laughs> oh, it is an unreachable place for a boat. You cannot go there, neither by road nor by sea. Mm. So that means we have to take a plane. No, a plane that flies high in the sky cannot reach my kingdom. It is too high and too far for a plane to reach. Mm. I see. So the answer is a space rocket? <laughs> no, not even a space rocket can reach the kingdom of God. It is higher and farther than all the galaxies of the universe. So it's an unreachable place. <laughs> there is no natural means of transportation that can take you there. Only God can take you there. God's dimension is far than the physical one. That is why we call it the kingdom of God. It is in a new realm called God's dimension. So what do you mean by a new realm? What is a new realm? Hmm. There is a natural world 
and a spiritual world. This world we are in, we are living, is a natural world. The natural world is a visible world. When I say a new realm, I mean the kingdom of God is not of this earth. It is in heaven. My kingdom is spiritual. Wow. So what do you mean by spiritual? Hmm. The spiritual world is unseen, invisible. Our natural human senses, our faculties cannot see, feel, or touch the spiritual world. The kingdom of God is in the spiritual world. And God himself is spirit. And he controls both visible and invisible worlds. So at this point, your kingdom is invisible, unreachable by human means of transportation. Mm -hmm. So how then can I travel to that invisible kingdom? That's the question. I can see that you are really willing to know. Yes, so I'm really willing to know. <laughs> Since the kingdom of God is invisible, you cannot go there by any human means. That is why humans don't go to my kingdom. But the kingdom of God comes to them. That is why the Son of God is here on earth to tell you the good news. Huh. So how will I know that your kingdom has come to me? My kingdom is already here for those who see it. How can I see it since it's invisible? <laughs> Unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember what Jesus has said to him in the book of Luke chapter 17 verse 20. He said, when he was demanded by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered, Say, the kingdom of God comes not by observation because the kingdom of God is within you. So, the kingdom of God is within me? Yes. In your heart. The kingdom of God comes to a special airport called the human heart. I mean, human spirit. Hmm. You mean the heart that pumps blood? <laughs> no, not in the physical heart. By heart, I mean your spirit. The journey to the kingdom of God is not a physical one. It defies the law of physics and gravity. It is a spiritual journey because God is spirit and the kingdom is spiritual. So how can I enter my own heart in order to see your kingdom? <laughs> That kingdom can only be seen and reached in the spirit. The kingdom of God is spiritual, I said it. And so is the way to the kingdom of God. You must be in the spirit to see it. The spirit is a dimension in which my kingdom and its citizen dwell, live and operate. God wouldn't have asked anyone to come to his kingdom. If he has not designed you to live there. I mean, God commands us to walk in the spirit. That's why he has designed man to walk in the spirit. Mankind is designed by God to operate in both physical and spiritual worlds. This means man has a human and a divine part. I mean, 
Man has a natural part and a spiritual part. Let me explain. The soul is the spiritual side, the spiritual part, an invisible part of man. And it has a special heart we call the spirit. The heart I'm referring to is man's spirit, and spirit is invisible. So where is that spiritual way to the kingdom? Hmm. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. Okay, let me read Matthew 7, verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. Mm. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, mm. and only a few find it. <laughs> the way to the kingdom of God is right in front of you. In the word of God. That's why the Lord Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13 verse 19. God will not open the way to the kingdom to those who keep their Bible shut. I have one here. I give you freely. Thank you. It is the letter of invitation to the kingdom of heaven. It is the roadmap to the kingdom of God. Take this Bible, it's a free gift. So this Bible is my invitation to God's kingdom? Yes. It's not an ordinary book? Hmm. It looks like an ordinary book. It looks like any other book. But it is very, very special. A special book. It is a book that reads you even as you are reading it. It is the letter inspired by the Holy Spirit. As the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. I want you to understand that there are two Bibles. We have what we call the Bible itself. And we have the Holy Bible. We have the ordinary Bible, which you find on the shelves of your library. And we have the Holy Bible, invisible Bible, which is stored in the shelf of a human heart, human spirit. An ordinary word cannot lead to the kingdom of God. Matt, God's holy word in your heart, can. The Holy Bible is the language of the heart. It is the language of the Holy Spirit. And that language is spirit and life. So let's break it down. What do you mean by spirit and life? Hmm. The Holy Bible is not an ordinary book, as I said. It is spirit and life means it is the living presence of the kingdom of God. It reaches unreachable places instantly. It goes straight into the heart. Our heart is where God dwells. In other words, our heart is where the kingdom of God dwells and comes. It is that word, that living word, which is spirit and life that carries you beyond the realm of the natural, realm of the senses, into the very presence of God, deep within you, and give you a right standing there in the spirit. So does it mean that the Bible I bought in the bookshop is not spirit and life? Hmm. The Bible 
contains the promises of God, which are seeds of that divine life. The Bible contains, the Bible cannot work by itself. You have to make it work. It can only work when it is stored in the midst of your heart. As the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23. I'd be very happy if you can read for us Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 23. Wow. It's important. Listen. I open directly on the Proverbs. Can you see? The testimony <laughs> of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Proverbs what? Chapter 4, verse 20 to 23. Okay. Proverbs 4. My son, pay attention to what I say. Mm -hmm. Listen closely to my word. Mm -hmm. Do not let them out of your sight. Mm -hmm. Put them within your heart. Mm -hmm. For they are life to those who find them. Mm -hmm. Health to a man's whole body. Hallelujah. Above all else, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. Come on, listen to it. From your eyes to your heart. The ordinary word is a seed of God's promises that needs to go to a process that needs to go through a process. When the Holy Spirit affects the word, it becomes spirit and life. And then it becomes God's holy words. Therefore, yielding your heart over to the word by meditation makes that word a reality in the spirit. That is why the Bible requires an uncommon sort of reading. As Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says. You can read at home. So, wait. What do you mean by an uncommon sort of reading? <laughs> an uncommon sort of reading means that you need a special guidance or spiritual insight to discover the hidden treasures in this book. You must read for salvation's sake. You must read to seek my kingdom. So who can guide me then to find that way? Hmm. The author of the Bible himself, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit opens our eyes of faith, of our heart, to what is promised to us in Christ Jesus in this Bible. Therefore, when you read, you need to invite him, inviting him to guide you to illuminate your heart. You must read for salvation's sake. When you read for salvation's sake and meditating, as the Ethiopian unit did in the book of Acts chapter 8, you attract the attention of the unseen guest, the Holy Spirit. Oh, so, okay, explain to me, who is the Holy Spirit? God himself. The Holy Spirit is a divine person, as we know. Divine means he is eternal and invisible. He is a person, for he has a mind. He has a will. He only speaks to our heart, not to our ears. And he helps anyone who genuinely seek the kingdom of God for salvation's sake. So when you read this Bible, for salvation's sake, he comes to help you. So, okay, I want the Holy Spirit's help in reading this Bible. How can I invite the Holy Spirit to guide me in reading the Bible? Good question. There is truth 
in the Bible. The Holy Spirit guides us into an understanding of that revealing truth. God is in it. You are in it. And common sort of read is to be under the guidance or influence of the Holy Spirit called the Spirit of Revelation, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. It is not just about reading, but also meditating over what you have read. Meditation brings revelation from the Spirit of God. And when revelation comes in your heart, you will discover the hidden treasure of the kingdom of God and the life hidden in this book, righteousness. You invite him by meditating before reading. Pray in your heart, pray in your spirit and ask him to come and to guide you and to show you the way, the hidden truth in this Bible. That's what it said in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. To the Jews who have believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching and you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That is it. If you hold on, if you meditate, if you engage your heart to know the truth hidden in the scriptures. Holy Spirit, who is invisible, will come himself and open the eyes of your spiritual understanding. As the book of Job chapter 32 verse 8 says, and the book of Acts chapter 16 verse 14. By meditation, one can connect, log into the new realm because believing with our heart is our only way to get connected. We connect by faith into God's dimension. That's the realm of the Holy Spirit. That's God's dimension. That's the place where my kingdom is in the spirit. So you mentioned connection. Mm -hmm. Is there on earth a person that speaks that language of the Holy Spirit that is spirit alive? Yes. There is what we call an anointed true believer. An anointed true believer speaks that word, spirit and life. The living word is not on the written pages, but it is on the lips and the hearts of a true believer. As the Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 6, and 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. The language of the kingdom of God is spirit and life. That is God's language. And that of a true member of the kingdom of God. It's the heavenly language. So what do you mean by the word anointed? You mentioned an anointed true believer. What's Explain the word anointed. Okay. Anointing is the coming of the Holy Spirit into a person's life. The anointed person is the one led by the Holy Spirit. The anointed person is filled with the Holy Ghost. He speaks under the power of the Holy Spirit. His words are just like God's word, spirit and life, because they are affected, anointed by the Holy Ghost with life. So, the Spirit of God gives him Inspiration and expression. I mean, what to say and how to say it. 
So 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 21 says, Holy men of God was led by the Holy Spirit as they spoke the message that came from heaven, that message recorded in this Bible. Okay, so how can we actually identify an anointed person? He speaks to people's hearts. He or she. Sorry, correction. He, okay, let me say correct this. It's true what you're saying. Thank you for defending me. <laughs> Thank you. He or she speaks to people's hearts. When such a person speaks, the life of God in his word is manifested and makes the conscience of those who listen to ring and conviction of heart comes. When he speaks in the power of the Holy Ghost, or when she speaks in the power of the Holy Ghost, the sick get healed. The blind can see. Such was the case of the apostles of old. When they spoke the word of faith, the lame began to walk. The poor were blessed. That is why it is called spirit and life. It gives life and health to all flesh. Huh. That's the word of life. So what is the name of such a person? Hmm. He is an ambassador of the kingdom of God on this earth with full authority and power as an ambassador. He is sometimes called a servant of God, some called man of God. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, it says, we are God's ambassadors. The kingdom of God is all about power, omnipotent power, the corresponding power of the Holy Spirit. The apostles of old, Peter, James, and others, were God's ambassadors on earth who had the seal of authentic authorization with the power and authority of the Holy Spirit to represent the kingdom of God on earth. A true servant of God is led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ never commissioned anyone to represent him without the corresponding power of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a witness of the things of heaven. So you mean that there's an embassy for the kingdom of God here on earth? Yes. It is called the living church. The foundation of every living church is the living word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's God's embassy here on earth. So, okay, why do we call it an embassy? Do, do I need a visa to go to the kingdom of God? <laughs> yes, there is a visa called the seal of righteousness. Hmm. Without it, cannot enter the kingdom of God. So what are the conditions then to receive the seal of righteousness? There are many conditions. The first condition is no criminal record. I mean, no sin. By no sin, I mean you must have a pure heart. The seal can only be put on an upright heart. You must meet the requirement of purity. These are the only one who have free access to the kingdom. Those who have a pure heart. Okay, so let's go down to the basics. What is sin? Sin is missing the mark, which is God's standard. Sin is disobedience to God's command. It is a kind of transgression like lying, stealing. Each sin, each transgressions committed is recorded on a special criminal record in heaven. Mm. 
any person who missed the mark is automatically filed. Yes. So is there any person who does not sin? Hmm. No. The scripture says, all men, all humankind has sinned, all of us. And there is no righteous, not even one. Hmm. So that means no person can qualify. Hmm. Good question. Yes. No person can qualify by his own work of righteousness because all have missed the mark. So that means it's impossible to go to this kingdom. <laughs> to man, it is impossible, but not to God. With God, all things are possible. There is a second condition required, a special clearance called grace. So what is grace? Hmm. Grace is a free ticket to the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Grace is undeserved failure. Without that grace, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven. So, okay, I want that grace. How can I have that grace? Hmm. The scriptures say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ to pay for the penalty of the sins of all humankind. The son laid down his own life for the redemption of all who have missed the mark. Hmm. So how can we get that ticket? Hmm. Good question. This leads us to the third necessary condition to have access to that grace. When you apply for a visa in the natural, the consulate officer will check if you meet the condition given for the visa. You will be asked to prove your resources. You will have to provide the proof that you have enough resources. Your bank statements to show that you have enough resources to cover the cost of travel to the country. Am I right? Yeah. They will check whether you have enough resources for the expenses, for the flight ticket, for the return ticket. It is the same thing when it comes to the kingdom of heaven. When you are face to face with Jesus, the heavenly consulate, he is not interested in your attire, in your position, in your background, or how much money you have in your earthly bank account. He's only interested in the only acceptable resource in heaven. This is the only resource to receive the free ticket of grace to board for the flight to the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. So what is the name of that heavenly resource? Hmm. As I said, the ticket is given freely to those who have enough available heavenly currency. That's the name. That currency is recorded on a special account in the bank of heaven. Before you apply for the visa, to the kingdom of heaven, you must first open an account in the heavenly bank of the kingdom of God. So how can I open such a bank account? When you give your heart to God, your heart becomes the account in which the heavenly currency, I mean your faith in Christ Jesus is credited. So when you give your heart to God, your heart became the account which is registered in heaven as a believer. Because only faith pleases God. 
For faith is the only acceptable currency that has legal tender to get the resources of heaven, to receive the free ticket of grace. By faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, we receive the purification of all our transgressions by faith in his name. That is the grace that covers our sins by faith in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ called the Lamb of God. So, when you apply for the visa for the kingdom of heaven, the chief officer will contact the bank in heaven and check the statement of your heavenly account. He will check the state of your heart. Where is recorded the treasures of heaven to see if you have enough available heavenly currency. I mean, you must have inner faith. You have faith to be accepted to the kingdom before you enter there. Grace can only be received by faith, not by merit. So, the ticket to the kingdom of heaven can only be paid with that heavenly currency of the kingdom of God, which are called faith. So, you can see, as a visa is a necessary condition for entering another country, so the same thing applies to faith to inherit the kingdom of God. Right, so how can I have that necessary currency? Hmm. Enough available faith? Good question. The answer is found in the Bible. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. What is it said? Faith comes by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing the word of God. That's the clue. That verse is one of the most important verse of the New Testament. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. That's the way out. Faith. Faith is the heavenly currency. It is the only available currency in the bank of heaven. That is why Jesus said, have faith in God. The bank of the kingdom of God, or the bank of miracles, is in heaven. There is no earthly currency that can be exchangeable for it. That's what Peter said in the book of Acts chapter 3, verse 6. What he yes, said? He said, silver of gold I have not, mm -hmm. have I give you in mm -hmm. the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. That's it. Silver and gold I don't have. What I have is my faith in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the heavenly currency. Whosoever believes in the name of Jesus Christ shall not perish but have everlasting life, mean inherit the kingdom of heaven. That is the Bible called justification by faith. Through grace. Grace cannot come without faith. Jesus Christ has done everything for us. All that we need is to believe. And receive. So believing in Christ, the heavenly currency, is our connection to the heavenly resources, is our connection to the kingdom of heaven. So whoever realizes the need of that grace must have a special clearance of salvation, which is received by grace through faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, the Son of God at Calvary. And across, he died to pay the penalty of all our sins. 
Anytime we miss the mark, the answer is faith in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus through repentance and faith, which is the kingdom of God. So, the ticket to go to the kingdom of heaven is called faith in the finished work of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And that faith, as you just said, comes by hearing and obeying the living word of God, which is spirit and life. So, how do I have the currency? So, if you fill the treasure of your heart with the word of God, that word will produce a spiritual currency, a spiritual force we call faith. So, the level to which you fill your heart with the word of God determines the level of the heavenly currency credited in the bank account of your heart. So it means if I have faith in the Son of God, I'll get a visa to go to the kingdom of God. <laughs> it is important to know, you mentioned visa, that there is no tourist visa because no foreigner can enter the kingdom of God. Cool. So that means I have to naturalize to become a citizen. <laughs> no. There is no naturalization. The entrance is only reserved for the citizen by birth. Hmm. So that means it's impossible for any foreigner. So why have you come here to tell me something <laughs> which is impossible? I can't go there because I'm not a citizen by birth. I'm of this world. God always asks us to do what we cannot do ourselves. So he can teach us how to do it by grace. Don't forget what the Son of God has said to Pontius Pilate in John chapter 18, verse 35. Jesus came into this natural world by birth through a virgin. In the same way, anyone who wants to enter the spiritual kingdom of heaven must do so by spiritual rebirth. No one by natural means can travel or enter the kingdom of God. As Matthew chapter 26 says, For man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So, you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God and to become citizen by birth. So, okay, how can one be born again? Hmm. Remember the words of Jesus. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So it is not about a natural birth. It is a spiritual rebirth received by faith in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus, believing the message of the gospel about the Son of God. That is why Jesus came to declare this good news to mankind, to humankind. God takes unlikely people and puts them in his palace for eternity. That's what we call the mystery of God's grace. So, grace is important and it is undeserved favor. And it is received by faith, the heavenly currency. So, if I'm born spiritually, mm -hmm. I receive that passport of the <laughs> kingdom of God. <laughs> What is a passport? 
the passport God is looking at is your heart. Now you understand why God always look at our heart. God will look at the heart of anyone before putting the seal, the visa of righteousness. Only those who are pure in heart, you need to have a pure heart, as the Bible says, because Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, God said, these people come to me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So when we are born again, we receive the new heart, a pure heart, and then we can see and enter the kingdom of God. I mean, righteousness means to have an upright heart. That's what the Bible says, to be born again. Thank you. Now, that is what you call the mystery of grace, right? That's what you talked about, the mystery yes. of grace that mm. unlikely people. But what about the flight to the kingdom of God? Hmm. I told you in the beginning that no aircraft or spacecraft, whatever, can reach the kingdom of heaven. It is higher than all the galaxies of the universe. So, okay, when you want to fly to any country in the world, you must first contact the right airline and board their plane ready for the flight to take off. So when the aircraft is approaching its final destination, the chief pilot needs a clearance from the control tower before he lands. For an aircraft cannot land in a runway that is not free. So there is only one airline to the kingdom of God. And there's only one pilot. He's called the Holy Spirit. So figuratively, the Holy Spirit, the chief pilot, is waiting for a clearance from heaven. God is a controller, the instructor of the flight to heaven. The flight to the kingdom of God lands on a special runway called the human heart or human spirit or innermost being. That is why it is an inward journey for the flight lands deep within you in your heart. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. And when Jesus was asked by the Pharisee when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God comes not by sight, for it is within you. So, as it is for a normal play, a heavenly clearance or acceptance demand for a clear runway. By clear runway, I mean a pure heart. So requirements of purity must be kept. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God, they shall see the kingdom of God. In other words, the landing way, the landing point must be free of traffic. I mean, our spirit must be free from all obstacle sin. Sin damages the heart. Sin damages the runway. So the Holy Ghost cannot land in the runway that is not clean. That clearance means we need to receive forgiveness of all our sins. By faith, we are purified. That is called salvation. Salvation is to be set free from sin and all its penalties. So if we genuinely repent from our heart, and by faith, accept Jesus, we receive the free gift of grace, the free gift of salvation by faith in his name. So our heart needs to be purified by faith 
So when heaven looks at the state of the heart and confirms the faith, God will give you a clearance. Then the Holy Ghost will be able to land in your heart. This is what the disciples of old did when they were waiting in faith in the upper room, praying, preparing for the coming of the kingdom of God, preparing their hearts for the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit landed in their heart and dwelt with them forever. Forever. So that means that no return. <laughs> it's a one-way ticket. So you know the song? You will sing it. One way, one way, only one way to heaven. One way, one way, only one way to heaven. I'm so glad Jesus is away. You know that song. That's why Jesus said, I am the way to the kingdom of God. I am the truth that takes you there. I am the life everlasting life. So the book of Hebrews chapter 11 says to the heroes of faith that if they were mindful of a country of this earth, they would have returned to where they came from. But they were looking for a country from heaven. That's the journey, one-way journey and one-way ticket. Now you understand why the flight is called the Holy Spirit baptism. You receive a new heart, a new spirit, and spiritually, you become part of the kingdom of heaven. When the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost is located in your heart, the kingdom of God is inside you. You become a citizen of heaven and you become pilgrim on the earth. As the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 19. Let's listen from Ruth. Ephesians Two. 18 to 19. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Mm -hmm. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, mm -hmm. fellow citizens with God's people mm -hmm. and members of God's household. Hallelujah. Wonderful. <laughs> so you've taken this journey with us to the kingdom of God. Let's just recap those wonderful lessons um, that we've had today. And I really believe you've enjoyed this discussion we've had. So to have the right to enter the kingdom of God, you must show the evidence of righteousness. Yes. 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 And righteousness means right standing with God. Hallelujah. No act of self-righteousness can give you access to heaven. Oh access to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That is why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm -hmm. King David understood this when he prayed in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, a new heart, and renew the right spirit within me. Mm -hmm. A new heart means a new creation, a new spirit, yes. an upright heart. Only such hearts can receive the seal of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. So to be born again, to be born again is a spiritual rebirth received by faith in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. 
believing in Christ's resurrection. Yes. It is that spiritual rebirth that makes you a child of God. Yes. And you receive a new birth certificate mm -hmm. of evidence of citizenship of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. The indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit becomes the visa. I mean, the only seal of righteousness. And you have the kingdom of God dwelling in you right here on earth. Thank you. So now you understand why Jesus started his ministry with these words. Repent. <laughs> the kingdom of God is at hand. Yes. Anyone who believes in the finished works of Jesus Christ as son of God receives the grace of forgiveness <laughs> and has his sins cleansed and by faith in the resurrection will receive the gift <laughs> of righteousness <laughs> and become a citizen of heaven. <laughs> The chief immigration officer of the kingdom of God is Jesus Christ. No one comes to the Father except through him. Jesus Christ alone has the seal of righteousness. In that book of John 6 verse 27, and he can put that seal on the hearts of all who embrace his redemptive work at the cross. Anywhere you are, whatever you've done in the past, you can receive that seal if you believe and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. Mm -hmm. That is why the Bible says in John 6, verse 35 to 36, those whom the Son of God sets free are free indeed. Amen. And will abide in the kingdom of God forever. Come on. So this message is, is what's the, this message is doing what? It's challenging us to this Christmas season to read our Bible for this Bible is the highway to the kingdom of God mm. the highway is the kingdom of heaven so read it meditate on it to attract the attention of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will open the eyes of our faith to what is promised to us in Christ Jesus yes when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior we have the very presence of God in our hearts through the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God has come within you. Yes. So to seek the kingdom of God is to seek Jesus Christ. To seek Jesus Christ is to seek the Holy Spirit. Jesus has come to put an end to our past and give birth to our future. Jesus is the one that qualifies us. He has removed our unworthiness and brought us to the presence of God that any sense of unworthiness he is our righteousness. God bless you. So I believe you'll need to watch this a few times to recap. Remember, the Bible is full of mysteries, parables, and we're unpacking this for you today with the help of the Holy Spirit for you to understand that the greatest journey is the journey within you to the kingdom of God, because the kingdom of God is inside your heart. God bless you. Yes, this has summarized the journey of all the Bibles from Genesis to Revelation the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of God. God bless you and stay in His presence. The Lord be with your spirit. Amen. Amen.